0: Daddy. Hi, friends. Well, from Winter Wonderland, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's thank God I'm atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman, and I'm Dan Beecher. And coming
1: up on the show, Dan, we're gonna be talking about a hockey player making waves.
0: We're gonna be t- we're, what we're <laughs> gonna be not- talking about <laughs> is virtue signaling. Oh, is that what it's really about? and okay. it's, uh, and and, uh, and and how we libs are all terrible oh no we're constantly just virtue signaling just telling people what we're for or against constantly just projecting out into the world what meet what's meaningful to us like a bunch of assholes (laughs) yeah all right well
1: we'll be getting to that in the second half of the show But first, we've got some uh, news of the week, some stuff that happened that we want to talk about.
0: Yeah, various, Um,
1: various newses. Yeah. My first story, Dan, it's almost as if the Church of England had been listening to the show. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yes. um, So right on the heels, I don't know if everybody heard about this, but the the Church of England had a big, uh, big ado about nothing, I guess, where they, all they did was just reaffirm their stance on gay marriage this week. It got, it got headlines. I'm not yeah. quite sure entirely
0: why. Well, because, because they were considering because <laughs> what everybody has been waiting for them to do for over a decade yeah. is just fucking do gay marriage.
1: Yeah, but it was it was really just a burger, burger, sort of yeah. uh, uh, of a headline. Um, but they uh, they said that priests could bless gay gay unions, the 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 the, the people themselves in church, uh, but they cannot perform the marriages right. in the church. Um, and then right on the heels of that, the uh, church of England apologizes, uh, <laughs> to the LGD, LGBT, LGT, LGBTQIA plus community.
0: Well, they're your um, letters, Frank. You should be able to say them.
1: I don't know. I get tongue tied over the, all the time. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but, uh, they, the apologize to my people, um, for the the church's shameful treatment of, um, of the gay community through, okay. through history. Right. But we're, but we're not going to fix it. Right.
0: We're not we're fixing it. We're going to it, apologize but, for it right. and continue on as normal and as so, usual.
1: And so, like I said, it's as though they were listening, but they also didn't really <laughs> understand our conversation Uh, Last week, Uh, let's see, they say, um, we have not loved you as God loves you. And that is profoundly (laughs) wrong. The bishop said (laughs) in an open letter, Um, we, we affirm publicly and unequivocally that LGBTQ plus people are welcome and valued. We are all children of God. What? Um, No, uh, you don't, you don't affirm that. Yeah. The occasions on which you have received a hostile and homophobic response in our churches are shameful. Correct. And for this we repent. Incorrect. Not, not you have yet, not repented not at yet all. You haven't. Um <laughs> and also there was something also that we talked about uh that that we all hopefully learned last week, Dan. Do you remember that you don't have to accept apologies?
0: You, that's right. When you when, don't when they're you are under no obligation to uh to to grant your forgiveness. Exactly. Just so, because someone asked for it.
1: So to you, Justin Welby, or whatever your name is, and the rest of you, uh <laughs> no, I do not accept your apology. N-
0: incorrect. And, you, uh, have, you have not achieved uh <laughs> forgiveness.
1: No. It's it's really remarkable. Once again, Dan, yeah. here here is a on the heels of our conversation about it, here's a bunch of Christians not getting it. It's amazing. But yeah. I'm sure they feel better for having apologized.
0: Uh, yes. And thank God. We what we don't what we would hate is if they felt bad.
1: Oh, so. I know. And you know they do. You know yeah. they feel so bad.
0: Yeah. Oh. And, and that's and that's just tragic when they have sad feelings. <laughs> When they've got a sour tummy about something, so oh,
1: a group of sad Anglicans. I mean, it is. It, do you have to use both those words to really right. describe? Like, you don't have to describe them as sad Anglicans. They're just Anglicans.
0: They're just right? Anglicans. They're, <laughs> they're, they're dour as a as a matter of course. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Well, thanks for that non-apology, you ding dongs. That was great. <laughs> We're very sorry that we are going to continue to hurt you. Yeah. Amazing. Like just choice. Oh wow. Uh that's great. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take a totally different take us to a totally different place. Um in Mississippi, so so a new bill has been filed. Uh, oh. this has not been passed it is just uh it is just up for consideration in uh by lawmakers within the state of Mississippi uh huh which okay. is i think we can all agree our best state <laughs> in so many ways in so many ways uh it's it's number 1 on almost every metric you can imagine mm. um as long as number 1 is the lowest so this new law that they've that they've uh proposed would not go into effect even if they uh even if if they uh passed it mm. because it is already uh explicitly ruled unconstitutional. Oh, okay. Um that was based on a Supreme Court decision way back in 1962. So what it allows mm-hmm. is for public schools to have prayer. Mm. Now Hmm. That is explicitly not allowed right. here in these United States of America. Oh, God. And for good reason, which I would hope is obvious to all of our listeners. But, you know, it's like we have more than Christians that attend these schools. Yeah, We have us, for example. And also, it. you know, our Constitution is explicit that, you know, the government's not supposed to be able to take sides. On religious issues. Which if you let our public schools do. Right. Yeah. Or let them do prayer. Right. Good Lord. Could you imagine having... Now this... So the reason that they're putting this bill forward is as a quote unquote trigger bill. Yeah. uh, Which didn't used to be a thing. Right. It used to be that you just... If... A, you know, if, if it was decided by the Supreme Court that a, a thing was unconstitutional, you just didn't pass a bill about it. Because why would you? It's illegal. Right. But we have the crazy Supreme Court now. We have the nutballs. We have the uh, religious apologist, uh, activist Supreme Court. They yeah. are literally in there. They literally decided to go in there. They expressly went in there promising the Federalist Society and others, that they would overturn Roe v. Wade and do a bunch of other Christian activism when they got in there. Right. They Like, behind closed doors. But people have come out and said, they were there, they witnessed this happen. This is true. So, uh, and then they lied about it in front of Congress when they were asked, hey, what do you think about Roe v. Wade? And they all said, oh no, it's established law, blah, blah, blah. And then they, because they're fucking liars. And hypocrites. Yeah. Anywho... Uh, so even as, as it stands, you know, they can, the public schools can do things like have 60 seconds of moment of silence or whatever. And right. people, you know, kids can pray. Kids can pray at school on yeah. their own. Oh, totally. There is prayer in school. You can have as much prayer as you want. I just do it all school. the time. You just can't inflict <laughs> it on other people. Uh, and believe me, none of the people who are heralding this law are anticipating the time when a uh, Muslim kid wants to get up and give the prayer. Because here's the thing. This they, this they wouldn't think,
1: be, Dan, this wouldn't just be, oh, these kids are getting up. This would be school-directed
0: prayer. No, no. In this way, I was just about to say, uh-huh. uh, this law says that what what would be allowed is, quote, non-sectarian. How is that possible? non-proselytizing whatever student initiated prayer that's three hyphenated uh words in there why would um, they like
1: why is that what they're going for why i thought they wanted to get back to the good old days where like right the teacher well, led the class I think in prayer like
0: they're skirting some of the issues by doing this but they're not uh it's I, still the same by the way can i just say that the uh the state representative who initiated who who proposed this bill is a democrat that's how good mississippi is (laughs) their democrats are are the one like everybody agrees on this but so but you know though so yes student initiated like come on the the whole point is that this would go over the loudspeaker of the school right that like the whole school and they keep saying that like you know, you don't, but like, how do you, how do you, how do you not participate in that? If it's over the loudspeaker, Unless you got to bring your Bose noise canceling headphones or whatever. I mean, I'd, I'd be sending my kids school with them. Right. Or like, you know, or
1: some of those, just, just some good earplugs. Even if, you know, you, it doesn't matter if you can actually hear it. It's the gesture of like, nope and pull, yeah, right? plug my ears
0: just literally stick your fingers in and go la 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 the whole time <laughs> if they can inflict that on you you can inflict the la la la
1: on them <laughs> yeah but you're right about a, a muslim kid deciding to do it because all of a sudden it would become sectarian right 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 like the it, moment it's, that it's not you know whatever it, the big church in town is
0: yeah Literally, if your prayer says, dear Jesus, uh-huh. please bless us all in the name of your, you know, of Jesus. dear God, who is the only God of the world, who is the Christian God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, that's non-sectarian. But the second a kid gets up and says, Allahu Akbar, that oh is, God. That, that would instantly become sectarian. Could you imagine? Uh, I, would, I mean... I almost
1: I almost just want to see this. Like I yeah. hope the Supreme Court
0: <laughs> allows somebody this do to a happen.
1: non-sectarian Satan thing. Just so we get the moment where they all go, Oh, this was a bad idea. Oh shit.
0: This wait, was a what wait, how did this happen? But this the problem is, bad is that idea. they don't care about being hypocrites. They're fine with it. <laughs> Hypocrisy works great for them. Oh. So they won't see the problem. Of banning mm-hmm. the Islamic prayer, the uh, the atheist prayer, the Satanist prayer, right they will they will have no problem with any of that. <sighs> uh, but but you know they'll, they'll ban all of those things, but let the Jesus stuff go through no problem. They have zero issue with that right? All right, Dan. yeah, well,
1: here's a here's a fun story, Dan. It's another one of these, uh, hey, let's piss off all the Muslims yeah. stories. Um, okay, great. Uh, this last week, see, uh, one Mr. Rasmus Paladin. Uh yeah, he's, just make up names. <laughs> he's leader of the uh, Danish far-right party Strom Curse, uh, which is translated a bunch of different ways. Uh, this article has it as hardline uh, huh. party. Um, far-right, as I said far okay. far far right. Uh burn a copy of the Quran near the Turkish embassy in Stockholm last week.
0: Uh the far right people up in uh in uh, Scandinavia, they they just want to poke the bear. Yeah. That's all they want to do. Well, yeah,
1: they 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 and this guy in particular and he's he's obviously baiting them, right? right. And he 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 welcomes the violent response. Yeah. He wants to see it. That's why he, he's doing this.
0: He's a masturbator.
1: Um, he is indeed. Um, anyway, I thought it would be interesting just to read a few comments uh, in response to this by, by Muslims uh, who okay. are outraged. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from the this is in somebody in Turkey. He's the main opposition Uh, leader Kamal Kilik Daraglu says the inhumane attack on the holy Quran Uh, (laughs) uh, in front of our embassy in Stockholm is unacceptable we know well the purpose of this disrespect that will hurt billions of Muslims oh all billions of them Mm -hmm. I condemn this fascism with uh, which is the pinnacle of a
0: hate of hate crime okay Wow. Okay. There's a lot wrong there, but um, <laughs> there's so much wrong there. <laughs> you, do you know that in order to for something to be inhumane, there has to be a human, yeah, involved.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, th- this th- this this is a problem, right? Because yeah. I think what this ding dong likes to do, and he does this. This is his thing. This is not even the first time we brought him up on the show. He he does he goes and he says he's going to burn a Quran. As in order to get a little bit of media attention, yeah. he then burns the Quran. Yes. Uh, usually with a police presence. And cause
0: he does have the
1: right. It's a, he, he can burn he, a book. He absolutely. And that's, that's, this is where it's like, he has 100% the right to do this. Right. If he wants it maybe a ding st- dong thing to do, <laughs> it is a stupid <clears throat> thing to do. And it, it's just like going out of your way to offend just to see the react, I mean, he's a troll, right? Yeah, he's just trolling uh, Islam. And while you can sit back and just be like, there's a part of me, I mean, there's no part, there's actually no part of me that enjoys it, but there's a part of me that's just like that marvels at the response, right? Yeah, I don't want to see the one thing you it, don't do right. is
0: feed the troll,
1: yeah, you don't, you don't, you
0: just go, oh, well,
1: he's a jerk, yeah, um, let's see. Uh, this is from who is this from? Uh, it doesn't matter. We don't know who these people are. Here's a quote. Uh, I also appeal to my Muslim friends in Sweden. I believe that the majority of the Swedish people do not support these radical ideas. And I know that you will not lose your common sense to his Muslim friends, right? Like uh-huh. don't take the bait. And let's see another tweet. Uh, I condemn the vile attack of the Holy Quran in Sweden. The Swedish government should take the necessary steps Against Islamophobia, meaning make it illegal to burn the Quran. Let's see. Which is
0: this is what's so dumb. Yes, your book is holy to you, Sure. and you should revere it. But you should also know it's a book. Yeah. And I remember there was a guy. And I, it's I, you just know, I a went book
1: to the rest of us, right? Right. And kind and of so, a,
0: kind of an awful book to the and rest of us. you can't expect us to care about your book, right? Why? Why? Why would that be a thing, right? I so in Salt Lake uh you know we we've talked about how Mormons have their their uh semi-annual general conference mm-hmm. downtown in Salt Lake and back before covid when they you know when when people would swarm in from all over the world to to this a bunch of protesters would come in and I remember one guy who put a book of mormon on a string mm and he would throw it down on the ground in front of Mormons. This is the same mo- move, right? To bait them, yeah. to make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I am disrespecting your book. right? And then he would dare anyone to throw his Bible on the ground. And I was just, first of all, if they're offended by the Book of Mormon going, on, they also believe in the Bible ding-dong, right. so they're not going to do that. Right. But I'd be glad to. Like, w- this... Y- you don't see the problem with this? Yeah. You don't see the problem with what you're doing right now with 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 this claim that, like, it's okay to do to their book, but don't you dare to mine? Yeah. Oh. Very it's, silly.
1: It is very, very, very silly. And uh, I do not like this guy at all. No. This, uh, what's his name? Rasmus. Mm. I do like the name Rasmus, though. Yes. I, that, that... And Paladin... That's a pretty good last name. It sounds is it a real last name. I, I think so. It sounds okay. like uh, something in the Star Wars. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that guy, Senator Paladin, Rasmus
0: Paladin is definitely a Star Wars name. hundred <laughs> percent. That is a Star Wars name. That dude lives long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away called Sweden. <laughs> well, he's Danish. I think oh, he has Danish. dual citizenship, and that's why he does it in. He, in Sweden. He's all over the place. Yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah. All right. Well, do you remember? It wasn't last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't remember. Recently, we talked about Hamline University. I'm not oh. going to say Hamlin. I, I'm <laughs> going to. I just like Hamline way too much. Uh, so Hamline, uh, they, you know, there was a big to do, a big kerfuffle because a uh, an adjunct pr- professor in what was it, art history, something like that. Sure. Posted, you know. Warned her, thoroughly warned her students, uh, and then showed a painting that depicted the prophet Muhammad. Uh, how dare she? How dare she? Uh, this was a painting from, you know, it was an Islamic painting. So yes, right now, most of Islam is against, uh, like visual depictions of the prophet Muhammad. And that's why, you know, Charlie Hebdo got blowed up and whatever. Right. Um, but there, that's not universal to Muslims. Some Muslims are totally fine with it, and some Muslims throughout history have been okay with it, and it wasn't even a, an issue until like a hundred and something years, some some amount of years after the death of Muhammad. Oh, okay. Uh, and and so here's <laughs> the thing: Hamline as a university. Immediately, like, fired this professor and called out all this Islamophobia that she had done and just, it was insensitive and it was Islamophobic and blah, 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 blah. But then an interesting thing happened. A whole <laughs> bunch of Muslims came out and said, you're overreacting right now. Oh, Now, a bunch of students, or sorry, one student, I think, or maybe two students, had complained about this. Right. Because it had offended them. But uh, as all of my current uh, professor friends will tell you, if there's one thing this generation of students does, it's complain about every fucking thing. (laughs) They literally are the most entitled. Like, I can't believe the stories that I am hearing. If you are currently a, a, you know, a a Gen Z or whatever, whoever's in college right now. Oh, boy. And you're in college. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) Let, just let your professor teach a lesson. It's they're it's amazing how how shitty they are. Anyway, I, I hope and I hope you write to me and complain about this. Uh, anyway, um, get off my lawn. <laughs> you would not believe the stories that I have heard from my professor friends. These are like really good, like caring professors who uh-huh. who still can't do anything right. Oh, no. Um. Anyway, so but this university sprung into action, fired the people. Now and you know the local this was in Minnesota, the local uh group of the the local affiliate of care. That's the uh oh what are they the 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 something something Muslim anyway it's a Muslim group it's a it's a n na- nationwide Muslim uh anti defamation group okay so the local chapter of care came out and, and denounced this uh, the, this professor and, and, you know, the showing of this image. Hmm. Interestingly, the national organization, CARE, uh-huh. came out and said, nah, it's fine. It's, oh. not, it's not Islamophobic. It's, we don't love it, but it's not Islamophobic. Hmm. Uh, All right. And a whole bunch of others said the same thing. That's interesting. And now the university is backing off and saying that they were wrong and saying, you know, based on what we've learned, we have determined that our usage of the term Islamophobic was flawed. I think that's fascinating.
1: Wow.
0: So, you know, there you go. The, huh. it, it is a, uh, a it, you know, and also there may be the motivator of uh, th- this professor is suing. Uh, and I think rightfully so she, uh, I think she has a strong lawsuit, uh, on her hands because she warned him. It was like, she, she was very careful.
1: Everything I heard about it was like, damn, this was, this was handled totally correctly. I mean, we, we haven't brought this up in in the context of the story, but like the university of Utah in the early two thousands was coming off of a lawsuit of a student in the theater department who'd sued out over having to like you like say, say a word in a, in a play that she didn't want to say. Right. Right. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. It was a big deal. And it was probably it was like, right
0: after my time, but yes.
1: Yeah. Um, well anyway, so the whole university was like, and I was in the film program. And so we watched a lot of films. And so they just established this whole thing where it was like, it's in the syllabus, it's clear. And professors, you know need to excuse the student if they <laughs> don't want right. to participate right. that day and uh and so like it's i recognized what that professor was doing as being yeah fine do it warn yeah. the people let them skip that day um and if there's an assignment that's based on that you know come up with some alternative or just you know
0: which which this whatever. professor 100 percent did
1: yeah it's great yeah I mean, it's not great. I wish that people weren't so sensitive and they recognized that education, you know, sometimes needs to push you into an
0: uncomfortable place, right? And the other thing is that religions just need to realize in general that like hearing something that feels icky to you is not an assault. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your, your religion will be just fine. Even if you, even if someone says something different than what you believe.
1: Right. You are okay. Even though the Holy Ghost is testifying to you
0: right now. Yeah. Even though your Mormon <laughs> you culture so really, cringy. really doesn't like the F-bomb, mm-hmm. if someone says fuck in your presence, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you will survive. All right. Well, Dan.
1: Yeah. This is a totally different story, and thank God we're getting off of all of this. Um, moving on. Yeah. Um, the the. Uh, the indoctrination of small children into religion. That's what this is. Um, love it. This is a story story. from India where an eight year old is making headlines for, uh, entering, uh, some sort of monastic life and, uh, renouncing, uh, her claim to a great diamond fortune. Oh, uh, Devonchi sangvi um was until this last week an an heiress to the sangvi and sons jewelry business uh which is valued at like 65 million dollars or something like that wow and uh is that what it was it was a lot of money i don't know why that number is jumping out i don't see it in the article right now (laughs) okay um but nonetheless it it was a a huge fortune and um her family's jane right so this is a jane Mm monastery. She was feted according to the article, celebrated uh, mm. in a four-day ceremony uh, to to mark her entry into uh, the mo- monastery. At one point she was uh, carried uh by a carriage uh pulled by an elephant um, oh, yeah. and, uh, she was like,
0: let's celebrate. This is the last fun you're going to have. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. An eight year old, uh, when she arrived at the
1: temple, uh, she traded in her elaborate garments for a simple white cotton outfit and, uh, had all of her hair shaved off. Um, great. and this is,
0: this is, this is all great.
1: According to the article, I mean, this, she was destined for this life, um, she was pious, even as a young child, according to uh, a witness oh, to the ceremony. Way back
0: when she was young. Yes. Even.
1: Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Lo, those many minutes ago. Um, Devon, she has never watched television, movies, or gone to malls and restaurants, apparently.
0: Um, so, she sounds real fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know this it what's what's truly sick about this is that an eight-year-old doesn't make this decision on their own no right like they're they might feel like they're making the decision
0: right yeah um but just like i felt like i was making the decision to get baptized into the mormon church at eight exactly um
1: but apparently uh jane families uh sometimes encourage uh their children to enter a monastic life in order to sort of boost social standing for the rest yeah. of the family. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense, right? Like I, I, that makes total sense to me. I know Catholic families, it was always a big deal, right? One of the you, sons you, went off to be a priest or right. one of the daughters went off to be a nun.
0: Like it's an honor for the family and, uh, and, but, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta wait until they're old enough to actually choose the damn thing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eight is, uh, Wow. Yeah, um, that is gross. So, and it, I'll tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like they just found a way to get rid of their most boring child. They're like, the mom, annoying re- mom kid really was always, always preaching at everybody and always like telling them <laughs> that they, uh, 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 we're Janes. We don't do that. And everybody's just like, oh my God. All right, fine. Yeah. She's, she,
1: the, her family was a little not as careful around insects as they probably should right. have
0: been right yeah exactly they're like you know what you would be great in a monastery <laughs> don't you think that would be good for you i think uh, so
1: oh come here Devonchi. Let, let's let's go take a look let's go talk to the nuns <laughs> let's, they're really let's,
0: nice let's see what 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 we can do here.
1: you'll get to ride on an elephant you've always it's wanted of to do course entirely
0: your choice eight-year-old <laughs> Oh, my God. That's absurd. That is, that is disgusting. Okay. Well, I, 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 here's the thing. You, we, Frank, live in these United States of America, where I think it's pretty safe to say Christians are deeply persecuted. Oh, every day.
1: Uh, because at least not if you everybody them, agrees 100% with them
0: if if you if you uh if if you ask them they are the most persecuted class of people uh in these united states especially if you're a white male one cuz we uh then then the whole then you're just persecuted beyond belief because people you know don't value your opinion above their own all the time <laughs> and sometimes they like will argue with you about mm. things and say that they disagree which is uh, which is just unfair persecution. Um, the truth is that a uh, th- there is a a uh, an organization. It's a Christian organization called uh, Open Doors, and they do a watch list of wh- where Christians are persecuted. Um, <laughs> okay, and guess what? Christian persecution is very real. Oh yeah, uh, there are plenty the of places in the world. Yeah, totally. Uh, it ain't real here. So are they tracking in the United States? No. Why would you even bother? Okay. There's literally no, like you have all the privilege in the fucking universe here. I
1: don't know. Like every time somebody says happy holidays, right? It seems like
0: persecution to me. Persecution. <laughs> uh, maybe not on the level of say a North Korea oh. uh, or a Somalia or Ooh. Yemen. Uh, yeah. Basically, kind of all uh, a lot of asia uh middle east and north africa you're going to find some pretty solid christian persecution yeah it definitely happens um interestingly yeah i i didn't you know india right now is bad because they've got the the muslim uh nationalist government hindu um, nationalist in, that's what in i meant yeah yeah did i say muslim you did yeah yeah hindu nationalism right. there absolutely um muslim nationalism in a lot of other places pakistan <laughs> and you know libya and eritrea and mm-hmm. all these other places but yes hindu nationalism there yes modi's uh lovely group it is interesting north korea is uh, obviously very bad but last year it wasn't North Korea last year. It was Afghanistan that was number one. Oh wow! Which of yeah, course that makes sense because uh, yeah, you know those Talibany guys—they uh, <laughs> were—they were running riot.
1: Wait a second. North Korea is worse than Afghanistan. Well, according for to them, persecution.
0: According to them, right now the Taliban have have kind of turned their sights elsewhere. For uh, the most part, it's just. Is this sort of a hobby to persecute Christians now? It's more just and it's not women. like there are that many Christians there to persecute. They anyway. they have their focus on women at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, Fair right enough. now Fair they're just they, yeah, they're worried about making sure that uh they can't see any uh, you know right. lady flesh anywhere.
1: North Korea, that's wild because like if there's ever you know reunification of the Koreas, like <laughs> the South South Korea has a lot of
0: Christians. Yeah like a lot 100%. That's so, crazy. Yeah, the Korean peninsula like yeah, it's it's literally night and day on wow. on this front. Yeah. But if there if it is ever reunified, there's going to be a big culture clash. There's going to be <laughs> some uh they they're, they're going to have to do some reckoning. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it it's fascinating, you know, if a if anyone in the US in Europe uh Ever fucking complains about Christian persecution. Yeah. You can you, I you have my permission to bop them. No. Take a I'm not saying punch them. (laughs) I'm saying you take a magazine and you roll it up and you bop them sternly in the nose and you say no. (laughs) No. That you're bad. You're naughty. You're not even supposed to do that to your dog, Dan. No, don't do it to a dog. Don't ever do that to a dog. Do it to people. (laughs) To Christians. Who are bad. To Christians who are bad. That is the correct (laughs) response to a Christian who says that Christians are persecuted here. Oh, Anyway, there you go. Listen, if you would like to come up with a better way to respond to the Christians, the persecuted Christians in your life... You can write into us podcast at thinkonimatheist.com or call
1: and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up.
0: Well, Frank, Dan, I don't know if you know... Kevin Sorbo. Uh, uh, he was a TV actor. What TV's was he?
1: Hercules. Hercules. That's right. Yes. Back
0: in the 90s. Yes. He was, he was very buff. Oh, yeah. Uh, had had long extensions in his hair. And mm. oh, that wasn't uh, real? He... <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't know. I assume not. Anyway, maybe it was after a few seasons. <laughs> once he was committed. Um, he... Has since then not Hollywood has not embraced him the way uh, the, the way they obviously should have. He is a great actor, fantastic. <laughs> um, but the the place that he has found refuge is in Christian movies. He's oh. he's huge in the Christian movie industry and yeah. has become a mouthpiece for uh, Christianity and for the the lunatic, you know, the people we were just talking about who believe that Christians are just so persecuted, just so, so persecuted. (laughs) But he also has some knowledge about our side of the the aisle. Mm. Uh, And I think it's fair to say that he really gets us. uh, We atheists, that is. So uh, in this clip, he's talking to um, former Georgia gubernatorial candidate. Uh, She did, she did not make it to be the governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Candace Taylor, and they're going to talk about us. Oh, and okay. I think they nail it. I think <laughs> they've got our they've got our number. So let's let's hear what they have to say. These people look in the mirror every day and hate what they see. These are angry angry people. These are people that have no hope in their lives. They probably
1: don't work. They probably collect unemployment uh, from your dollars and my dollars. They probably uh, get paid by George Soros as well. But these are people that really have so much disappointment that their lives didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. These trolls are people that just have nothing but anger and hatred. They live in this black hole. They want to suck all of us down that black hole with them by attacking you, attacking me.
0: Well, like you said, something really powerful a
1: while ago, and I was going to point it out, so I'm glad it just got brought back up. But you said something to the effect
0: of why do you get so angry about something you don't believe in?
1: Hmm. Yeah. That was
0: That's powerful. And it's true. And I think it's because they do believe in something. They may be angry because they were sexually abused or they were physically abused or they didn't feel love or they felt rejection. And maybe they turned away from God and the idea of God because of that. But there's definitely something inside of them that feels anger towards something. Yeah. Well, these are people who failed. They failed in their lives and they gave up. We're failures, Frank. (laughs) It's just so sad. We're just... You got to love a moment where somebody literally just sits there and shits on a group of people, just insults the shit out of them Mm -hmm. for a minute and a half or whatever, and then goes, why are they so angry? (laughs) (laughs) What could they
1: possibly have to be angry
0: about? These... Fucking idiots. Yeah. They're lazy. They don't work. They're, they're, li- they're failures, blah, blah, blah. Really? And they're just angry. And I don't know why. Yeah. That's a choice. <laughs> That's really funny. Why can't they leave us church folk alone <laughs> while, we, while we sit here and just n- having never spoken to one in our entire lives, just shit on and insult a group of people? Why are they <sighs> mad? I can't oh. figure it out. I know. We must have been abused, Frank.
1: I It, it would, exp- yeah, I mean. I mean, some people that, have been abused. That's, that's a have. pretty
0: damned good reason yeah. to turn your back on a system that promised, but, that, that said you'd be protected. Yeah, but
1: I don't think that that's evidence of anything. No. You know, like, there are plenty of people who's abused and stay in the church, you know, yep. so. Um, obviously, that doesn't, just it's really remarkable right like it it, like you hear somebody say that line and it's like like he's just lying right well he he doesn't believe this like and if he does like i wow
0: like yeah i have no problem believing that he believes it i just think i here's the thing they tell themselves and this is this is one thing that religion is really good at you tell a story mm-hmm. that that you know sort of comports with your view of how the universe works, mm-hmm. and then you stick to it no matter what, and you don't let any evidence get in the way of your belief of that story. Sure, sure. And that's uh, that's you know that's what they were trained to do by their religion, and it's and it's what they do about us, and it it it's why it's such a mind blowing experience for Christians when they when they meet an atheist that's a good person. Right. I can't I can't tell you how many people have come, has said to my face, you know, you're you're actually a really good guy for an atheist. I don't know why. <laughs> like for for being such an awful human being. I don't understand <laughs> it. You're actually a nice person. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, some other really nice people have written in to us, uh, so let's get to that. Uh, Alexis wrote in to say, hi, Frank and Dan. I appreciate your latest episode about forgiveness. Hmm. Um, if you'll recall, ladies and gentlemen, last week we had a discussion that I really enjoyed about the fact that Christianity is focused entirely on forgiveness and not at all on like apology or making things right or any of that sort of thing. or they're
1: focused on forgiveness and they don't understand forgiveness
0: (laughs) right exactly they don't understand what it's about or where it comes from or why anyone would do it right
1: the thing that christianity is just based on they have no understanding of yeah
0: save the perpetrator fuck the victim yeah exactly uh i appreciate your latest episode about forgiveness it struck an ex-mormon chord with me I had a long-ass personal story written out, but I decided it was too much of a downer for all the fun-loving listeners, so I shortened it up to just the following closing argument for the jury's con- consideration: Was Jesus really just an old-timey criminal lawyer who specialized in getting his clients absolved of crimes, though the through the forgiveness loophole? You mm. be the judge. Mm. I like the. Here's what I. Here's what I like imagining now. Jesus in a seersucker suit with a uh, with a string tie, mm. with a, like a Colonel Sanders, you know, ribbon bow tie. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just an old timey country lawyer, but do we really want this man to rot in prison? I vote we forgive him. <laughs> that, was, I don't know. that was good. It's a. I, I think Alexis has come up with a nice image. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kim wrote into us uh, to say a couple things on the same topic. Two thoughts on your apologies topic. Both stem from the same concept of liability. I think why true apologies, ones that are centered in making amends and or restorative justice, happen rarely, is that it's unpredictable in uh, in the extent of emotional, financial, and even intellectual work required. Hmm. When you apologize in this way. The person harmed has a say in what actually counts as an apology. Yeah. That's hard for a lot of people to venture into. So Mm. apologies often stay surface level because you can control that. Uh, I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's one of those things where it's like most apologies in my experience are things like, well, I'm sorry that you're hurt. (laughs) Right. Nothing about I'm sorry about what I did. I'm I'm sorry about the result. I'm right. not really I'm sorry s- about
1: my behavior. I'm sorry that I hurt you is another. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing, but yeah. we're close to the same thing. But. Yeah.
0: At very least that I hurt you takes a tiny bit more responsibility, yeah. but yeah. still it's not my behavior was incorrect. And, uh, and, and here are work. the ways that I understand that. <laughs> right. And let's work together to make sure that I don't do it again. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Um, Uh, Kim goes on, I think we cannot ignore the business and money aspect of modern religions. For Mm. leaders, I think they fear legal and financial liability. Mm. I think this is a driving force for the Mormon church, particularly. If they truly apologized for their horrific policies on black people or their involvement in displacing indigenous children or the mass stealing of indigenous land or LGBTQIA plus families and children... They openly they open themselves up to lawsuits and calls for financial reparations. When I think of the Mormon Church, I think of it as a business that has its policies driven by liability risks. They look at what happened to the Catholics and with the sex abuse cases, and they are not going to let that happen to their money yeah 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 there is a they have a whole law firm that is a very powerful law firm uh that guides more of their actions than God ever would. (laughs) True. Yeah. So there you go. Finally, uh, this is from Veronica who writes, Hi, Dan and Frank. I have a good story for you about being approached by a good Christian man who wanted to share with me the Lord's message. You'll recall that we've, Frank, we've had other Mm -hmm. uh, listeners write into us about, uh, you know, what they were, you know, reading Andrew Seidel's book uh, Mm. on a plane and, and... being able to avoid pesky Christianity because of it. Right, right, right. Because of that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Veronica goes on. I was traveling on business, and due to multiple delays slash flight cancellations, I got stacked at the Heathrow airport. The airport was absolutely packed, so I was relieved when I managed to find a small table at a coffee shop. I just wanted to enjoy my coffee and mind my own business Then an elderly gentleman politely asked if he could take the second chair at the table. Sure, no problem. Then that elderly gentleman takes out a Bible and starts reading it and chuckling to himself like he's reading a very funny story. (laughs) Oh, that is a bad sign, Veronica. He's entertained by the Bible? Oh, the wit, (laughs) the humor of the Bible. Boy, those... Can I just say that that Paul, he he was cracking those Ephesians up. I'm just gonna say it right now. Right. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Veronica goes on. I knew exactly what was coming as he was glancing my direction. He was getting ready for the "Do you believe in Jesus?" conversation. It was time to get out my get my laptop out and make sure he got a good look at the back of my laptop to see my favorite podcast sticker. She included a photo. It was ours. A sticker that very clearly, uh, this is me talking, said, thank God I'm atheist. He clocked it pretty much immediately, but to be safe, I also gave him the don't even try to go there, mate, look. (laughs) The second chair at my table was vacated almost immediately. Woohoo! That, my friends, is a solid use of a TGIA sticker if I've ever heard one. (laughs) We need to start giving those out more just yeah. so that more people can uh, can have.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, that reminds me. I'm actually behind on sin- sending stickers oh, out to donors. Sticker so, sending. Okay. Uh, that, that, this I'm is gonna, a
0: patron thing.
1: This is a patron thing. I'm going to write a note right now that says, Frank, send out
0: stickers. There you go. So they're, uh, they're handsome stickers. Uh, we, we've designed them well. Oh, they're great stickers. So, uh, so yes, you should all right, there you, we go. you should proudly display them on all of your electronics. <laughs> I think that's a that's a just an obvious thing. All right. Um, so there you go. We have some folks to thank. I'm going to start us off. Uh, we're we're going to thank Douglas, who has who has given us a one time donation over on PayPal, and uh, I'm going to say is a teacher. Now, uh, you are you now have the magic powers of a 14-year-old boy in the Mormon church. So really <laughs> strong, powerful thing.
1: And over on Patreon, Dan, uh, we've got uh, two new patrons, Ooh. Uh, both coming in at the deacon level. Uh, we've got R and Nico Nico Nee. Wow. Uh, so thank you to the both of you uh, for your support. And if you'd like to join them, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the support tab, and you'll notice it looks like there's only the option to do PayPal. But if you look over on the right, there's also the option to do Patreon. So Yeah. Uh,
0: we're bad web designers. <laughs> <laughs> and, Give us uh, more money. We'll have a better website. That's <laughs> what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to be okay at things.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank. Our Lord and Savior, Dave Ass. Stick
0: around. more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, it, there was a there was an occurrence we, we're gonna talk about a sport thing. You and I are great lovers Ooh. of the sport.
1: Okay, all right, I gotta gotta brace myself. Yeah, and everybody exactly. out there should brace themselves. It's a its terminology will not be correct. If we get no no into there's the, we, into the there's weeds.
0: No, no terminology, don't worry about it. No? Um but what happened was that in Philadelphia mm-hmm. at a Flyers game, that's the hockey team there in Philly. Oh okay. um, the they they had uh gay pride night and at hockey. Uh, and, yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that lovely? That surprises me. I don't know why.
1: Why does that surprise you? Uh, <laughs>
0: They look, hockey needs all the fans they can get. So they're trying to lure in new ones. (laughs) So they had so they had their gay pride night. And what that meant, like what 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 had happened was because you know the teams go out onto the ice before the game to warm up. They Hmm. do a whole pregame thing. They, you know, they they take some shots and whatever, skate around, probably do some pirouettes, whatever they need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and this time when they went out for their pregame uh, warm-ups, they did so in pride-themed jerseys, and uh, uh, and with hockey sti- sticks that were wrapped in rainbow pride tape. Cute. Okay. So uh, you know they they yes it's a very it's a very lovely thing lots of colors, and then they went and took that all off and and said you know and they're, they're... obviously you can't play a full game right in gay regalia no 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 but they're the one gay fan in the stands felt welcomed felt so <laughs> welcome except by 26 year old ivan provorov pro provo provorov oh Uh-oh. okay provy as i heard his coach call him Rightly so. Apparently, uh, who decided who's a Russian uh, who who immigrated to the U.S. Okay. and decided that it was against his religion to wear a rainbow, mm. and he sat he sat that one out. Just just the pregame thing went on to play very well in uh, in their game. The Philadelphia one five two. All right, with with Provy playing twenty three minutes of the game, so he was a uh, an integral part. He was in there. their win. Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. The right wing of our political, social, political spectrum here in these United States has taken to screaming about how lefties, libs, are just constantly virtue signaling. Oh, They're constantly just showing off how much they believe and, you know... They're things that they believe in, (laughs) and it's just virtue signaling that's all it is. All these people making writing Facebook and Twitter posts about how they think gays should have rights and whatever else you know, they're constantly signaling about how black people shouldn't be systemically discriminated against, that sort of thing. It's just virtue signaling, Frank. Oh my they're god. They're just showing each other how they're virtue signaling. Here's the thing. Virtue signaling mm-hmm. by humans mm-hmm. or, you know, what 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 sociologists I think call costly signaling. Oh, okay. Uh, I, you know, it is a sociological phenomenon. Uh-huh. And it's really pretty important. You're supposed to signal we 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 are a a tribal species. We are a species that are that has for you know for evolutionary reasons since our inception as a species we have in group and out group right now that used to be really important because you know you needed to eat and your group needed to be able to fend for itself mm-hmm. and we're as a species we're terrible in the single mm. we need groups of us to right. do well but you know we're in a we're we're in a post evolutionary phase right now, we can, we can let go of it a little bit. We could, you know, just embrace everybody, but we can't. We, And it is important that we, we do want people to know where we stand on things. That's right. important. So... You know, th- literally nobody virtue signals more than the religious right of our country. <laughs> nobody does it more than them. Everything about that, they wear a cross. They mm-hmm. wear a Trump hat. They, you know. but Yeah, but, but Dan, 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 Dan.
1: You're missing something here. It's not they're When they do it, it's not virtue signaling. They're just, they're just being themselves. They're just doing what's right, Dan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're right. So how is it virtue signaling? Right, they're just they're yeah exactly. They're just doing what comes naturally to them. Yeah, like, what's amazing is that the the higher the cost of of signaling like this, mm-hmm. the more cachet you get,
1: right in society.
0: Yeah. So so you know if you're going you know if you're going to lose followers but you you know you still want to say the right thing you still right. want to you know come out in favor of the thing right that's more costly and therefore you get more cachet with your group right. Not doing That's,
1: what the rest of your team is doing.
0: Right. 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 And it actually didn't cost him anything. In in fact, you know, th- yes, there was a bunch of controversy, but uh, you know, his jerseys, of course, sold like hotcakes afterwards. Right. He because he, well, he signaled, signaled to his yeah. to his people, and they appreciated that signal right. and rewarded him for it. It's costly
1: in sort of I mean, and maybe it really wasn't, because who knows how many of those. Guys were just like,
0: yeah, Pride. We're doing a Pride
1: night, right? I, they <laughs> right. they just went along with it, right? So yeah, you're right. It well, probably wasn't you know, that costly, right? They're mostly young guys. They're fine with gay people, right? But they it wasn't it wasn't that costly for him in that context. But sort of there's the idea of you you stood up to your, the rest of your team, your coach, the owners, right? Like people like, oh, there's one guy who's not doing the thing, right? Like it's, yeah. it stands out. And, um, while it didn't cost him a lot, he got a lot in this case, right? He got cachet for that yeah, with the
0: wrong people, but, but his people right. What's that? But his people, yeah, they, they, they came through for him. So he made, he made some money. He, he got some, some cachet. I think it's interesting. I, it's funny to me that, that this virtue signaling thing has become this, this rallying cry for, you know, a, as a bad thing. Mm. When it's just so obvious that it's a, th- it's just a thing that everyone does. I don't know. I, you know, it's, I, it's not a bad thing. You're just trying to signal what you find to be good and, yeah. uh and, and
1: virtuous. But it is pretty easy to be hypocritical about it,
0: right? Yeah, to to like.
1: As a matter if, of fact, if you're if calling you're... out
0: virtue signaling, mm-hmm. is virtue signaling? <laughs> it's a thing that Christians do to show to other Christians uh-huh. how much virtue they, how good they are with with uh, you know right wing politics and whatever. Right
1: No, it's. Like, yeah. If that's anyway, I don't know what point I would actually wanna make at this point. But like um <laughs> other I, than
0: fuck that guy, that hockey yeah, fuck player. that
1: guy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm tickled to know that hockey is having Pride Nights. Like Yeah. It's it's just everywhere now these days,
0: Dan. It's it's almost like you it's almost like there's a percentage of our population that has been mistreated horribly. Yeah. And a lot of folks are kind of like, hey. Cut it out. Yeah, well, and 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 it is
1: funny that like the cost for the team now is to not, yeah, participate in those kind of events to not throw those kind of things, right? Because like most of the people in this country are just like yeah, gay people, whatever, right? Yeah, and I mean, and and I know there's a lot of people, a lot of listeners who are in parts of the country where maybe that doesn't feel, uh, to, like that's the case. Maybe you're in a small town or something like that. Right. But like by and large, this country has made incredible strides on the issue of gay rights and yeah and uh just acceptance and and whatnot like and and i guess and and i should be clear it's obviously you know there there are levels of of privilege throughout the lgbtq community right Right. and uh and for some of us urban white males cisgender males like if right like right Wow it's amazing. It, it's amazing. It, it, it can how far be we've amazing come. to see like yeah.
0: like white men, gay white men becoming just as sort of shitty to other oppressed groups uh-huh. as straight white men because uh, yeah, they they are now so far from the oppression of, you know, of other times, yeah. that they that they're just they get to participate in all the shittiness. So good for them. Yeah, it's not it's not universal. Certainly, there's no. you know obviously, but it but, feels uh, great, Dan. Like <laughs> to be able, to be yeah you you want look like, what's the point of being at the top of a pyramid if you can't <laughs> pee on the people below you?
1: No, and that's obviously obviously not what I'm saying. Um, no, I know, I know. Like uh, I know, I just feel like I kind of need to say that as yeah. as that person who, but the not but not the person who shits on the others. Right? Um, yeah, like it the there's been an immense amount of progress and it, the work is obviously not done. And it's why those pride nights are still so critically
0: important. Indeed. And it, and you know what it does, if nothing else is that it, you know, quiets, there is, there is such a noisy minority of people Mm. who hate, who still hate gay people who still fight against gay people having rights and trans people having rights and, and they are the minority. Uh, but they are loud and they are powerful. So yeah. it's these moments where you we see, you know, hockey or we see NASCAR doing pro-LGBTQIA. NASCAR? Uh, NASCAR! No. Yes, my friend. I have not been keeping up on this, apparently. So when we see those moments, it is a great indicator to the world, to the people who live in these, uh, you know, you know, maybe in in some of the shit parts of the country. I'm not going to name names. Uh, But you know if you're there. (laughs) You know if you're there. there. Uh, And, uh, you know, what it's saying is maybe it's not as bad as you think. Yeah. Because they're not, because, look, they're virtue signaling. You know what I mean? The Philadelphia Flyers are virtue signaling, and the blowback is small. They're not losing any any uh Mm -hmm. ticket sales they're not losing revenue off of this thing right some people are grumbling even a player grumbling yeah but it's fine so there you go uh go out into the world and signal your virtue tell everybody what uh what's virtuous about put on a
1: teacher some of you are going to be getting uh stickers here real soon so yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, virtue your virtue signal about our show. Um and if you would like to tell us ways in which you uh, you signal your virtue or ways in which others have signaled their virtue at you, you can write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com
1: or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442.
0: Yeah, go to the Facebook page facebookcom Atheist. click that like button and if you'd like to
1: join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, atheist.com slash only. All you have to do is just
0: request to join. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.